No, you're on. You're on. Hey, did you get points for Australia, Marissa Hayes? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, well, one. Yeah. one. Yeah. Too many beers already, Rich. And Chris, we saw your tackle. We saw the tackle. You saw the tackle. Yeah, you're you're welcome. <laughs> Three tackles for a loss, my friend. Very good. Pardon? Three tackles for a loss. Very good. Insane. Yeah, I'm going to spend my afternoon in the swimming pool. Your swimming pool. Spend the afternoon. Fair enough. Well earned. But um, hey. You just made history for Australian women's gridiron. Yeah, fucking yeah. I. Yeah, leave that out. Sorry. All right. This coach said to me, as I shook his hand, he's like, "You ruined our game today." I was like, "Sorry, that's my job." That's oh, what you want to hear from our position coach. Good work, Ruth. That's, that's so good. So, We're so proud of all you guys. But I just leave them out for you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon, but congratulations. We're very proud of you. Everyone is so stoked for you guys from here at home. Yeah. Okay. Take bye care. Bye. Recover well. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bye. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Marissa Hayes. <laughs> what a nice piece yeah. of accidental content here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa's about to go get on the beers, I would assume. <laughs> and, uh, and, well, I've, I've, I've seen uh, I've seen Instagram stories of shoeies already, which I think is a great awesome. thing to be happening in the international game. But since we've already hit record, guys, we just won the first game of the women's outback in history. Yeah, they did. So good. I'm so jealous right now. I know. So proud. so proud. I mean that that means that we maintain our seventh place ranking in the world, which I think is excellent because we're not eighth. <laughs> also um but you know i mean it was a great game to watch albeit a little bit quiet in the middle half christy your thoughts on the game as a whole to start yeah i guess i went in with big expectations and when i saw um like sweden were good but i i knew i know what we're capable of um and i did want to see some points put on early and some big points put on but you know a win's a win we'll take it however um and it's just i am so ecstatic um i had a few little tears i won't lie um and seeing obviously my good friend marissa put um points on the board was just uh cherry on the cake for me but um you know it's it's a tough campaign it's a really tough campaign to play that much football um and for those at home who who mightn't be aware we've got training sessions in between those so it's not like we have got downtime in between at games least two a day yeah at least two a day um we're training um and most of those are contact too so it is a tough few weeks so um if they did look a bit slower a bit a bit more stiff out there there's there's good reason you know it's an end of end of a campaign and they've done well um and they've represented well and they've come away with the win good on them yeah indeed red uh your thoughts main portions of the game that you know really impressed you yeah, I uh, wasn't able to watch the full game. I sort of had to skip through that middle part there and, and jump through to the end because I heard there was a lot of excitement at the end. Um, I thought that Sweden started a bit stronger than we thought they would. I think all of us sort of thought that, you know, they got whooped by Germany, so we're going to come out really strong and we're going to put points on the on the board early, and I, I did want that to happen, but uh, it was an arm wrestle. 
at the start and and basically through the whole game. Um, I think that there were moments of brilliance from our defense as well. There were some really cool point uh, like points to that game. Um, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I'm going to go through with my pen and paper and 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 go in and, and watch every little finer detail probably 16 times because it's our first win. Um, but yeah, I just I just really thought that I'd love to see some of the plays grind a bit more um, and, and get get a bit more of a roll on and, and a bit more dominance. Um, but you cannot take away from the girls. It was it was an awesome win. We got the first win, and it, we had to do it the dirty way, and I love it. It was definitely definitely dirty, dirty game. I mean, uh, you know, we say there was a lack of activity in between. So second and third quarter, uh, defense really had to step up. Uh, Christy, I found like uh, we're looking at, at at the offense and the offensive philosophy as a whole, like. I found that, that that zone read had such mixed success. Uh, like I thought that Sweden were just keying in on it way too early. Um, and I'm not entirely sure if there was a, a few mix-ups from the O-line in terms of who they were supposed to be blocking. Just because they were coming down so early, there was no time to do anything. And, and when you know Izzy got a couple of runs off, Heather Marini lowered the boom on a quarterback run, uh, you know, really limited snaps. But uh, it was also really good to see some more targets to, you know, girls like Dellen Palmer, who actually we haven't spoken about this whole campaign, but I thought that she did really well, um, not just on offense, but also special teams. Two punts within their their own 20-yard line, really, really good. 47-yard punt. I mean, she got a lot of punting practice because it was just one of those types of games. You know, 0-0, zero, zero. What's, the, what's the mindset that you go into at halftime? Like... Well, um, like Red was saying, this was a, a great game to watch because it's one of those um, uh, let's go for it. Like we've got nothing to lose. Neither team had anything to lose. So I think um, um, I keep going to say Finland, Sweden came out um, like that to start with. We were probably a little bit rusty. Um, but one of the, the things that I did say that I wanted to see possibly in second game is to start to see some of that other depth that we have. And I think we demonstrated that better in this game, which tends to happen. You tend to swap around some positions because you can. It's the last game. Let's just go for it. Um, and you tend to be a little bit less risk adverse. But um, and uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, my teammate Dell. Um, and she demonstrated, I mean, she demonstrated exactly why she's an athlete. She can do, she can do so many things out there. Um, and she is such a strong body when she catches that ball, you know, um, and she runs such a good route. Um, she did really well. And I, I obviously know the adversity she'd faced. She actually, um, many won't know, we can talk about it now, but she actually got injured just in camp. So, um, and there are a couple of people, uh, you know, and, and Hannah had taken the field as well who had had COVID. There'd been a couple of people who had COVID. So there'd been a lot of adversity there for a lot of people. So it was good for them to come away with the win. But I'm hoping at halftime they just said, let's just freaking go for it and I guess when you also said um Stace in the in the second game you'd hope that they'd just go with their instincts and when they started to play a bit free that's when the points come on and wow that run of that ball for that touchdown you know yeah, I liked it I liked it a lot oh, you of, know course you did. Of, of course you did and it was executed perfectly and it just goes to show that one play where every Every person on that field is doing their job is the play that can make the difference. And it did. 
um, you know, but yeah, going back to what you said about them playing free, you know, moving um, Dania Herdman from, um, I think she was at linebacker and moving her to like a force back or, or a safety type situation just allowed her to be more of an athlete than she already is shown. I mean, that pick that got called back because of the defensive offside was a leaping grab. Like that was an AFL catch. That's her back. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She comes from AFL. She's extremely fit, extremely fast. Allowed her to be a bit more open and free. And she's just as small as she is. She just, she just, um, you know, defies gravity and jumps up and gets it. So laser body out. Yeah, and uh, as we've just heard, named uh, outback defensive MVP. Uh, Correct. Yeah, she definitely deserved it. Um, defensively, you know, we ha- we held it down. We got back there. D line did a pretty good job. Um, special shout out, like we said, to Marissa Hayes. Uh, she came really close to getting a couple of strips, had three tackles for loss. Um, Rihanna Edbrook also had a great game. Uh, she made five and a f- five and a half tackles. Kelly Whitehead, again, doing her thing with, uh, I think it was 4.5 tackles and it's 2.5 tackles for a loss. Um, but Riley Hodgson, uh, you know, we were talking throughout the game. I don't necessarily think that her, I think, her head got in the way potentially in the, in, you know, the first couple of quarters, but she made up for it, you know, with a couple couple of solid punt returns. Key moments of the game. Red, your thoughts. Look, it just has to be that run. I honestly, like, like I said, I, I was sort of busy tonight. So I was in and out. I had tears in my eyes in my Uber on the way home as I was watching through, like it just, to see us go ahead, we've never done that before. We've never been ahead in a game before. And I was like, oh, shit, can we hold on to this? Like, is this actually going to happen? Um, sometimes, you know, we, we always talk about in football, um, you want to make the 3.5 yards and you want to make that first down. And we always try and rein it in and bring it in to getting the first down. Sometimes in a game like that, you need to you need something spectacular to happen, and that was the miracle we were looking for. Um, I just think that's the such a huge, huge moment for us. Um, I also think just us working off the edge like we did on D line was really crucial in holding them back. Um, so our fast girls on the outside really did their job, and we haven't really seen that too much in this whole campaign, but they really nailed it today. Yeah, definitely. Um, key moments for the game for you, Moran? I actually uh, really liked um, the off-the-ball work that was done this game. I think that was done better as a bit more team play um, and and that was evident um, when you said, Stacey, in that run that got the touchdown. It was a great run on its own, but that it, it had a lot of – it had everybody involved. Um, and the timing um, with the QB to, to make that toss and, and sell that – um, that fake handoff and all of that sort of stuff. It's actually really quite complicated. I think they tried at the play before and it, it got mistimed and they kept their heads and they went again and they did it again and it was fantastic. And even on that play, for example, Alex Ahrens, who um, is on the O-line, um, she's been a guest on um, on this show before, uh, she actually got a two-for-one pancake and was ran 75 down, yards down an O-lineman with the running back so or the person that ran the ball. So... Um, that's the kind of effort we're looking for repeatedly. Um, and that's what I loved. And obviously on defense, I think overall the standout for me was we were a lot more disciplined. There weren't as many penalties. 
um, and I think that allowed a bit more flow um, and we didn't panic and we eventually, it wasn't until fourth quarter, but we eventually got that momentum and we got there. So uh, that's what I really like. Oh, totally. Definitely agree. Uh, you know, I more often than not in games where it's a zero zero or it's a tough defensive battle, it it's, it has to be the defense that changes that momentum because they're so involved in what's happening. You know, whether it be a pick, whether it be a big sack or a tackle for loss or fumble recovery or something, that's usually the momentum changer. But I actually think that that touchdown run was the momentum changer that they needed at the end of that fourth quarter because they just needed to hold. And I was, you know, holding the baby at the same time, cheering in a really hushed voice because I did not want him to wake up, um, but cheering that whole time and just praying, praying uh, that the defense could just hold on. Well, that's okay, because right. I was not quiet. So I was <laughs> screaming at the screen. I had you covered. Um, one thing that I wanted to mention as well um, when I was watching it back through is the special teams work straight after that touchdown. I think that that was really crucial in making sure that they didn't hit back. This would have been a very different game if they hit back straight away, but we pinned them down on their line. We had a really, really like hyped special teams effort straight after the touchdown. And I think that's just key. Oh, definitely. And we were saying how, how crucial special teams is that third phase of the game. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see that all three phases of outback football worked during this campaign. So first game, offense fired. Second game, defense fired. Third game, defense fired again. Offense got a score, but special teams was really such a big component. So just goes back to show that we need to spend more time doing special teams um, and get girls to training so that you can actually do those sorts of things. Absolutely. And I think what also um, was telling and just shows a, a great team is that, you know, um, I know Riley and Demizio probably have walked away feeling like they haven't had the best game of their lives. And um, and for those who don't know Riley, she is one of the best wide receivers in Australia, um, one of the most solid. And I could, you know, she has a casual look about her, but I could see she was really trying and just just wasn't quite on today. And I, I felt for her because this has been a long time coming. She got injured just before last Australian. She really deserves to be there. And I hope she hasn't got her head down because even um, at her not her greatest, she was still really good. But um, when you have the superstars like Riley and um, Demizio not necessarily firing or the, the focus of the game and we still can come away and with points and win a game, that's that's really great signs for Australian football as well. So um, that whilst we love to see the superstars do their thing, it's always good to see um, a team as a team come up and win as well. So I like that. I think what... Now that now that it's all done and dusted, um, you know, it's a shame that it's over. It's been such a, a crazy, crazy week. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, but in terms of the program, uh, there's areas that still need to be developed. Like, you know, we're talking quarterbacks still need to be developed. There's so much more, you know, that we can do from a quarterback perspective. You know, offensive line needs some more development. This uh, DBs need some more development. There's just, there's, this is, this could be, this wasn't the team that was ever going to win a championship, but if we get those girls that were there this time back again for the next one, then we we might be in a better chance. That's for sure. I'm hoping it's showing what can be done and can be achieved. If we can achieve this, 
with the the real inexperience that we had on the field um, and the lead up that we had, which was not ideal um, and all that sort of stuff. And granted, other teams probably had the same. I mean, some of those teams were not the same teams we saw in 2017, granted. But, um, you know, I, I think COVID probably levelled us a little bit, everybody equally. Um, so I think this is a good starting point and we uh, we need to hit while the iron's hot. We've got talent, we've got skills, um, we're pretty raw. So imagine what we could do with the, the time and investment and effort put into these women um, for the next one. I mean, they've just come away with a huge experience, huge learning. Let's not lose that. We keep losing that. I agree. Um, I think retention for Outback is huge. Um, we need to figure out a way to make this um a real pinnacle for our women's sport. We need to put it back on the focus of our our national board um, because we can, you know, we just want a game. Like we just want a game at a, at a national championships. Um, for me personally, across the years, you know, everyone here, we've been in this game for the for almost a decade. How many times have you heard people say from the O line? Oh, like, you know, when you go to state or, or nationals or something like that, oh, I was always just told to go and hit that person. And across the board and on our clubs, I think that we need to be doing a bit better so that our women aren't getting to a national level and learning how to reach block for the first time. Um, I think that it was really hard on these women, some of them, because they haven't had the development that they need. They're phenomenal athletes and I, and I really back them. And I think if they come back next year, we're going to see like well, next campaign, we're going to see a real strength. Um, but it's been a real sore spot for me. I was, I was coming in as big back and ended up on the O-line last time. And I, and I was pretty much at the same level with a lot of people with my understanding of the O-line. Um, so I just think it's really crucial for the head coaches of all our club teams. This is a call out. Spend some time on your O-line because the girls are so willing and so ready and they're so strong. So let's develop that, come back out swinging, and we might look like Finland next time. You know what I mean? That's no, no discredit to what the women did in this campaign because I think they did a really great job, but I think we need to start sort of leading from the front in a club level. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, development opportunities would not go astray. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, GA and everyone else that put is putting women's gridiron on the back foot right now. It's really, really annoying. I'm not going to lie. And one of the things that I've I've said is um, at the moment we have people who are willing to put their hands up, not necessarily the right people, just the people who are willing to put in the effort. And um, we need the right people in the right roles. You know, we need coaches who do understand you know, an O-blocking scheme um, and and can teach it and can adapt that for women to learn um, and can teach it from ground roots, not just from people who know um, a whole lot about football to start with. So, um, you know, absolutely. And I, I'd love to, and, and that helps, then helps the future generation because then you have um, players with good IQ, good understanding, good technique come through and then they become coaches and then it takes care of itself, you know what I mean? So, But we just need that investment up front. We need the people, the good people, not just the, well, I'm free, I'll do it, um, and, and, and God bless them because they've kept us in our sport. God bless them and their efforts, but we need the right people, the right people. Oh, definitely, 100%. But... 
I know I hate to say it, but there are so many people in, you know, the upper levels of our sport that go, well, you've had 10 years. Why have you guys not done this yourselves? <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest there. Like 10, 10 years at seven men. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, women's football is tough, um, but let's, you know, flip this back to a lighter side and just continue to celebrate the fact that we just won uh, a game, which, you know, we have to, we have to run off the back of, we have to, you know, from a recruitment campaign and putting it out there that, you know, we do this show every single week to promote uh, the women's sport around the country. You know, we've set up social media pages, you know, it, this has been a crazy, crazy week and this is our last Outback coverage episode. So the, the partnership that we're, that the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia um, page is going to have with Mojo will continue for women's gridiron content as long as I've got willing and able panellists on the board here. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much to both you guys and to Nat also who jumped on and to all the guests that we've had on for this show. It's been so crazy. I think it's been about 10 hours worth of recording this craziness. It's just, I'm so tired. <laughs> but I and love it. I, and I just, I just want to say, because I just want to be clear, you know, we're doing this for the love. Um, uh, not going to get paid. paid for this. No, we don't get paid for this. And there is no kickback and there's nothing special. I mean, we're on here talking about other players, other other clubs, other states, other competitions where um, and the people that are listening are hopefully um, learning about those sorts of things, either because they play it and they're hearing about other opportunities or because they want to play it or, um, you know, some of our experiences that we've had. So um, and on that we've also had on the panel is bliss love we did have for a while and i just want to do a shout out to bliss who actually got injured very late um and was stretched off now if i know bliss um she is an overachiever um and an over and that includes overachieving in injuries um she doesn't do it half assed um, so I'm hoping that this one's not serious, but I do understand it did have some spinal complications. So I am um, wishing her uh, from us, all of us, everybody, every sister in the football community, all the best. And I hope that anybody with an injuries is coming back healthy, uh, happy. And, um, you know, it hurts a little less when you win, of course. Oh, and, and the beers will help. Definitely. Definitely. Guys. Let's wrap this up here. You know, just I'm going to throw out some stats uh, just so I can validate to myself that this whole process was actually worth, worth it. Uh, so I think I jotted down. We had about 10 hours worth of recording and I think about 40 hours of watching film just myself. Um, I've barely seen my partner for the last week. We've had over 300 downloads across the week of our Outback content. We've hit over 20,000 people on social media. So the appetite is there for women's football to build on in a, a, and, and it makes me so proud to be able to achieve something like that. So thank you for all the listeners uh, who have tuned in, tagged, shared, done all the things to keep this going and, and, and help us uh, round this off in a really, really good note. If anyone, if you want to help the show, please leave a review on Spotify or Apple and just get in touch with us because we want to chat with as many women football players as possible because every girl out there, every woman out there has a story to tell. And the more that we can tell these stories, the more that people identify with those stories and we'll get more girls to play this sport because it's the best sport in the damn world. Christy, uh, Red, have you got any final notes out there to the uh, Outback Coverage Universe? Yeah, I just want to, you know, it's it's been a really tough campaign for these ladies. I urge them all 
hopefully they're not too tired. Get back into your clubs. Make sure you're coming back and giving to your club teams because this momentum has to be harnessed. We just won our first game on a world stage. Um, Make sure you're back there at trainings. Make sure you're back there giving back to the sport because that's what really all of this does. Everyone who goes over to America, everybody who goes over to uh, the World Cup, the only way that this game develops is if you guys stay there and inspire the ne- the girl next to you. Um, so let's just make sure that everybody's really ready to give this a real kick because we've had a bit of a lull. COVID hit us really hard across every state. Um, you know, and I think what we've seen in WA is you can rise very quickly. It doesn't take long for you to have a very success- successful women's program. Um, so some of those states, you know, Victoria hasn't played in a couple of years. You know, Queensland and New, and New South Wales had last year off. WA have shown us that it only takes a season or two to really hit the ground running. So we could be back there. And I hope that everybody from out back really digs the heels in and uh, helps grow the game. Yeah, I uh, second all of that. Um, I absolutely agree with Red in that um, to the Outback team, your responsibility starts now um, and come back and you've you've just shown a lot of players that it can be done. Um, So show them how. Um, Come back, share your experiences, share your learning. You are now an experienced player. You've played at international level. And what's more, you've seen other teams, other countries and how they do it. You know that they are just, uh, they're just females like us and that we can get there too. Um, and you've seen how they work as well. So um, bring it back, share it, um, bring back the excitement, get people excited about it. Um, and to all the volunteers out there, um, please continue to invest in us. Um, and like we said, we, we've we've done this all of these hours, particularly Stacey, um, out of the love of this sport and the pr- pride we have for our female league here, uh, here in Australia and across all of the states. So, um, yeah, okay, download send us messages, um, help us out, do your bit. Um, If we all did a little bit, then we're doing good. So, yeah. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Outback, if you need any suggestions on how you can improve some things, you know, go to schools, you know, just show your face at other sports, like just make a, if we can make a combined effort to get out there and, and look, I had a little bit of a joke with some of the girls before that because they've named no nationals for 2023. Uh, I suggest that we do a she's the man moment um, and go and trial for the men's state teams just so we can show to Gridiron Australia that, Hey, there's girls out there and we are keen. We want a national championship back as soon as possible, but that's us. Yeah. Yeah. That's us for tonight. That's us for Outback Red. It's been a, bloody pleasure having you back uh, for all of this and we hope that you know when we get back to our normal scheduled programming that you wouldn't mind jumping on for a couple of episodes here and there i've had the best time guys thank you so much for having me on anytime you need me i'm here obviously i'm you know another football nerd so if there's any opportunity for me to sit there and talk to people about football i'm in perfect perfect And for everyone else, again, thank you for this. Outback, we love you. Congratulations. That wraps up our Alpha coverage for tonight. And we will be taking a week off from the podcast because I need to recoup and uh, organize myself. Uh, But we'll be back um, in a couple of Tuesdays' time. So we'll see you then.